0: Welcome to episode 408 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, and we have the full crew here this week kicking things off with the owner of MTG Goldfish, Richard. How are things this fine Monday, Richard?
1: Hey, Seth, still recovering from a cold. Hope my uh, hope my voice makes it through the podcast, but otherwise,
0: uh, we're good. Oh, you've been dealing with that for a while,
1: so hopefully, hopefully you're on the mend. This is terrible. Avoid covid Get like get, a, get a two
0: week cold. <laughs> yeah, get a random
1: cold. That's like horrendous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe it's. Oh yeah. Ah, well. Hopefully you feel better soon. We also got another co-host in Grim. Good morning, Grim. How are you today?
2: Yo, uh, I am still dealing with my cold, so I don't know if it's the same one that Richard got, but I, this is only furthering the theory that I am Richard's son. <laughs> <laughs> oh well
0: thankfully i don't have a cold so I, I i'm the only healthy one on the cast i guess this week but we got some interesting topics to talk about today we finally had some pretty meaningful paper magic play with the uh RCs, I guess they are now regional championships, yeah. which are yeah. kind of like Pro Tours, or the biggest feeders into the Pro Tours into worlds. So so uh, old GPs, maybe, but they only happen a few times a year, but anyway, big Pioneer tournaments to talk about, two of them, one in Europe, one here in the US, so we're gonna talk about that, then we also had just some weird news, there was some secret lair cheating slash disqualifications that happened at uh, one of these events, there was a cease and desist for a custom cards like we wanted to talk about, and we also got some jumpstart spoilers that we might get into, and then answering your fishmail questions. So that's the overview for today. Before we get into it, a reminder that today's show is brought to you by Card Conduit, and they're the easiest way to sell your Magic cards. If you're tired of all the hassles that go into buy listing your cards, Card Conduit lets you skip all that stuff. You don't got to do all the uh, typing and spend all the time and do all the work. With their curated service, you can send in as many of your cards as you want, as long as they have a buy list value of $1 or more, and pay just a 5 service fee. And if you want to put in a little effort on your end, you can use their sorted service where you list and sort your cards in advance and pay just to two percent fee. And no matter which option you choose, you're gonna get a detailed report with their results and a fast payment once the order is processed. And right now, you need to get another 10% off if you head over to cardconduit.com/slash mtg goldfish. Card conduit, they're the easiest way to sell your magic cards. So thanks to card conduit for supporting the show. And let's talk some magic and let's start with the big tournaments of the weekend. So we had the These two RCs, uh, regional championships. They were both pioneer. They were both pretty big, had a lot of like high end good players, people trying to qualify for the first pro tour. And also, the way the setup was, it was kind of. Unique, I guess I think the top 32 or like 36, it was an odd number, get qualified for the next pro tour, but then the top two go directly into the next world. So there were these like varying degrees of what mattered as far as, uh, as, far as your finishes and also like bigger prize money, of course, the better you did. So uh, there was one in Europe, there was one in Atlanta. I don't know if either of you got a chance to watch them at all this weekend. Did, did any of you get to, to do so many seeing? Mm? Uh, uh, yeah. Unless the RC being broadcasted. Yeah. <laughs> this, like, so, was... this is a PTQ where
1: if you do well, you go to worlds?
0: So, the best comparison people had is probably feels like an old GP except it's actually like a qualifier for the next pro tour and also for worlds depending on how well you do so the setup was like a GP as far as size and kind of like how it was run but with more qualifications on the line I guess because you can directly go into worlds if you did really well so anyway we got we got the results uh Richard what went down as far as what decks actually did well now we can kind of dig into these numbers a little bit
1: all right. Uh, so this was actually the, the DreamHack tournament in Atlanta, which we're looking at here. So this was the, remember way back, we said Dream like DreamHack was hosting the, the RCs. Uh, Eli Loveman, Rakdos mid-range. Uh, so he's top top two, so I guess he's going to Worlds, right? Yep. Uh, is it Phoenix, Ken Takahama, Lotus Field combo, Mono Blue Spirits, Lesnia Auras? Uh, Enigmatic fires Azorius, Control Mono White Humans. That's the top eight there. Uh, eight so different pretty decks. diverse.
0: Yeah. Pretty
1: diverse set. And then over in Europe. I don't even know where this is. Sophia?
0: I think it's Sophia, yeah. Yeah, Sophia.
1: Ben Jones, is it Phoenix? Uh Aaron Kakmaz, Abzan Greasefang. Uh, those are your top two. And then uh, two more phoenixes, Arachno Sacrifice, a mono green devotion, Azorius Control. And Rakdos mid range, Uh, so pretty diverse set as well. A little a little Phoenix heavy, but still still good spread. Yeah. Um, So what does this mean for, I guess Pioneer, right? This is uh, one of the biggest like premier Pioneer tournaments we've ever had, right?
0: Yeah. The especially since everything has like started to come back and we've started to have tournaments again. So I think I had a couple of big takeaways. Uh, Number one was. The format's still pretty diverse, especially based on the top eights. We had a couple of, is it Phoenixes? Maybe three, I think, in one of the events. But otherwise, it was very diverse. Heading into the weekend, everyone was kind of worried about Mono Green Devotion, which has kind of been the monster deck. And everyone was even more concerned because it benefits from some of the artifacts from the brothers or, like, Stonebrain and stuff like that. It further improves their Karn board. So that was kind of the deck everyone was scared of. Its day one metagame percentages were... Right around twenty percent, nineteen point three in one of the events, twenty two in another. So roughly twenty percent, a little over uh, of the meta is monogreen devotion, and monogreen devotion. I don't want to say it flopped, but it really, I would say, underperformed. It only got one top eight slot, which is a bad judge of what's successful with how Magic tournaments are set up. More importantly, if you look at the match win percentage, 48.8 in one of the events and 46.8 in another one of the events. So the win percentage actually backs up, this being one of the worst performing decks out of the heavily played decks. So I'm curious, Grim, uh, you've played some Pioneer. You know what the Green Devotion deck's like. Does this mean the uh, the nemesis of the format is dead? Like, do we have to not worry about Mono Green Devotion, or do you think it's still going to be a huge part of the meta going forward?
2: I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't. Right? It's just a deck that is like, well, we're gonna fire off a bunch, like like a bunch of big spells with like a like, with a Nykthos. I still think that regardless of its performance, like again, like it, do do you want Nykthos to still be around? Right? I more so look at Nykthos and things like that, and like maybe even karn just because like over time these cards will eventually be a problem so i i i don't know if like the these two tournaments means that like you know like like this card this these cards are okay but i do think that maybe they are for right now uh these de- the, the mono green deck is okay for right now
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this is better than the opposite of having, like, you know, eight mono green decks in the top eight and everyone being depressed. So it's definitely a better outcome than it could have been, and then maybe I feared it was. At the same time, like, I don't know. I still expect to see a lot of Mono Green Devotion. There were plenty of copies that managed to make like the top 32. So it's not like, yeah, the win percentage wasn't great. Yeah, it didn't do great at making top eights. But it wasn't like it was just stone unplayable either. Uh, And I think it definitely had a huge target on its back. All the players knew going into this that that was going to be most likely the most heavily played deck in the deck that they had to be prepared for. And I think the meta was kind of... Uh, warped around trying to beat Mono Green Devotion with like Is It Phoenix having a really nice weekend, in part because it's a deck that is pretty good at dealing with what Mono Green Devotion is trying to do. I don't really want to see Nyctos banned, honestly. I would totally fine with seeing Karn go. I think that Karn is just like a messed up card. My argument for those is even though Mono Green's too good, I really like the other colors of Devotion. We don't see like Mono White Devotion or Mono Red or Mono Black actually be a problem and they're like fun tier three decks. So I would hate to see all those decks go away just because, I don't know, Mono Green's too good, maybe because Karn's too good. So I would start with, with Karn probably. At the same time, we're getting to the point where they either have to just put nick on arena so the explorer meta is more like the pioneer meta or if they don't want to do that then i think banning it's probably the the other option if they just don't want to deal with an explorer but what do you think about this richard
1: banning it because you're too lazy to put on arena no 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 don't give him ideas (laughs) i I, I don't know like is karn really that much of a problem like
2: we i guess karn is the truth
1: so,
0: the
1: thing about artifact decks you could build, Seth, why do you, yeah. yeah. you prefer yeah,
0: the fun Those deck and not the fun card decks? <laughs> yes, that Seth. The, the, problem, yeah. the problem with Karn and Green Devotion is it gives it the combo finish that lets it win right away. Like, I think that would be my argument for taking it away. If you didn't have the combo finish, then in theory, I think your control deck could like untap in farewell and just get them and it would be fine or whatever. But because they have Karn and they have this infinite combo that they tutor from their sideboard and get the chain veil and then loop all their planeswalkers wake- with a restorative burst. Like it, Karn is the card that's just like, oh, I play this and I have some devotion and I just win right now as you sit here and watch me do it. So that would be my argument for banning Karn because of Bono Green Devotion <laughs> is just to get rid of the the one turn combo kill, essentially, and make it a little more susceptible to rafts and sorcery speed interaction.
2: Really? I, uh, I don't know. What if we I mean, played
1: like Ghost Quarter. <laughs> what, 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 what is legal? Like, how do you hate out Mono Green Devotion? What are, pe- what are people attacking in against this deck?
0: Um... Uh, I mean, mostly you're trying to just kill all their stuff. And thought sees all their stuff. I think like the Rakdos deck is a, probably a good example. But I think the two pathways are kill all their stuff, kill their mana dork, so they just can't build up any devotion and get going. And why thought seizing their good cards, or you can just be very aggressive. Can sometimes get there because they are like a little bit slow to the start. So if you can be aggressive enough off the bat, like the the Mono White Humans deck actually wasn't super heavily played, but it had a very nice win percentage. Just like pressure, pressure, brave the elements. My stuff is all unblockable. Kill you before you get a chance to like get an devotion and enough pieces to really have your big combo turn so i mean i think you
1: just leave the deck i mean it didn't it was overrepresented at the two tournaments it didn't do particularly well like if you want people can tech convince it but i don't like the the solutions you provided seth don't sound like main deck graveyard hate right they sound like viable magic strategies (laughs) so i don't think this is too meta warping like you're not playing weird stuff just to deal with this deck. If the answer is remove removal or be aggressive, I think, I think it's fine to have the deck in the format, but I don't know. I, I don't play Pioneer. This is all theory crafting on my part.
0: And it's honestly, it's hard to come away from these two events where one event had eight different decks in the top eight. Another one had five, I want to say, with a, a few Phoenixes in there. Like, it's hard to come away from these events and be like, oh, this format's busted needs to be changed. If anything... Uh, this went about as well as it could for Pioneer being a diverse and fun and interesting format so I think it was a big win overall I will also say they Aye. actually covered both of these which was sweet like it had been a long time viewership was like decent like 3500 I think was around where it capped off for these for a paper Pioneer tournament in the first one back but the coverage was good they did the whole you know uh, multiple matches each round got to go all the way through to the top eight so I enjoyed actually being able to watch some non-standard non-magic arena like actually important paper magic tournaments for a change so that was exciting hopefully it continues to grow I mean you didn't even know about it right Richard no, I didn't, like as far I didn't as know. watching it yeah it was I, I
1: don't even know what it is first of all <laughs> like, like, like first of all what is a regional championship and then I didn't know what was happening let alone two of them uh so I think Wizards needs to <laughs> up their game on the marketing department here
0: Hopefully it, it becomes more clear once we have like the first pro tour. Maybe it'll be a little more intuitive where people know like, oh, the regional championship, like got people to the pro tour to worlds because I'm really hopeful that we're going to see paper magic and paper magic coverage succeed because of this. But we'll see. What, uh, what do you think, Grim?
2: I mean, like the, I don't understand why was there randomly discourse about whether or not pioneers a good or bad format. Uh, because I feel like the pe- like oh, there are a good amount of people that are saying they don't like the format, and I'm just like curious why. Isn't this ex- like I may not have been knowing what's go- I may not have known that this event was happening, but that's only just because a yeah, uh, nobody real at Wizards seems to be really pushing the competitive side of it, and second off, Pokemon came out so. <laughs> 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 and marvel snap. So, uh yeah, 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 yeah. So I, mean, I didn't uh, I so didn't know, but like is is this bad? Like like what why every everything the the format is filled with like a, a control deck, a combo deck, a miserable tron uh, like deck and then like, you know, uh like an aggro deck. So it this format seems great. Everything about pioneer seems amazing.
1: I mean, I don't know the status of pioneer, right? But if you do not like pioneer and you know it is the feeder tournament into the pro tour i could see why you complain right like imagine they're like this is alchemy right people would complain right because they don't like the format uh but is pioneer in such a controversial state that we need to complain about it i'm not sure like like you said krim it seems like a reasonable format uh but the, you know I, if you don't like the format then you don't want it to be your feeder tournaments <laughs> into the pro tour right right <laughs>
0: I think this is also just... It always happens when we have a like pro, a big event like this with the pros that is qualifying for a pro tour. It happens every time there's modern. You have some people that are like, oh, it should have been standard, or oh, it should have been draft. Like Everyone has their favorite format. So that's how I kind of took it, is just like, oh, I, I remember this. This happens every time. We have a big paper tournament. <laughs> there's some group of pros that's saying like, oh, whatever format we're playing sucks. We should be playing another format. So I didn't read too much into it. If there is a... Maybe somewhat legitimate criticism, I would say, is outside of, like, Rakdos Midrange, which is kind of the Jun deck, and Azorius Control, which is a control deck, although not, like, super popular, although, of course, like, Nasif is, like, doing his thing and, and controlling his way through the tournament, like always, there are a lot of decks that... Kind of are doing the two ships passing in a night thing where it's just like, oh, I'm dumping my Phoenixes in the graveyard. Oh, I'm dumping my Parhelion in the graveyard. Oh, I'm comboing off with Mono Green Devotion. Oh, I'm Lotus Field comboing. Oh, I'm Is It Creativity into a combo? So there were watching it yesterday. There were like, quite a few matchups that weren't really like interactive back and forth magic. So if you're someone who's like loves current standard, whereas these like mid-rangey grind fasts that go on forever, that's not really where Pioneer's at. I don't think that's a bad thing. And I don't think you should say Pioneer's bad because of that. But if that's the kind of magic you're looking for, outside of the Rakdos deck and maybe Azorius control, a lot of the options are more like, I'm trying to do my snowball-y thing. I'm not really interacting with you. Hopefully my snowbally thing out-snowballs your snowball-y thing. So old modern. Kind like of kind yeah. of like modern, yes, but way before modern Horizons came around and really yeah, like before. up the power level, like that era of modern.
1: Yeah.
0: Which was a good era of modern. So I don't know. I like the format. I'm I'm yeah. to play some of these decks that we've seen from it and try out some of the Brothers War stuff, but there was also some drama at this tournament that I, I gotta ask you guys about because this is kind of hilarious. So, um, there was a player named Michael McClure who was playing, uh, Bant Angels or Selesnia Angels. And there was an issue with uh, the collected companies in the deck. They were from secret lair which the collected company secret lair drop was one of the only foil secret lair drops so you couldn't buy a non-foil one the collected companies apparently were curled to the point where you could recognize them in the deck a judge could cut to them and uh michael ended up getting disqualified for having marked cards essentially as a result of this there were a few other foils in the deck i don't know you you saw the picture richard what did you what do you think about this deck? Was this a blatant case of cheating? Are secret lair cards actually proxies and we just didn't know it and you can't actually play them in your competitive decks? What did, what did you make of all this? Uh, ridiculous. So <laughs> the, the actual
1: cheating or not cheating, it's hard to tell without you know, being there and knowing yeah. all the information firsthand. But the, the very fact that you can buy an official sanctioned WOTC product, put it in your deck, and then, you know, in the best case, get a game loss. In the worst case, get a DQ from your tournament. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but also, all tournament players know this. So <laughs> that's why we all avoid foils. Uh, so I am not sure what's going on, but it's quite ridiculous. And I think, remember, like, the the official judge proxies or whatever. Like, if you have foils in your deck, you can go to the judge, and the judge will make you proxies to put in, right? And uh, But uh, it's it's... It's bad, and, you know, I've always wondered with all the new foils coming out, like the galaxy foils, the textured foils, the gilded foils, if any of them are tournament legal, like, are they all the same weight? Can you cut to them? Even if they don't curl, right? Like, curling is one thing, but let's say they're flat. Maybe they're heavier. Yeah. Uh, But, I mean, it just shows that Wizards doesn't care about competitive magic (laughs) Uh, when they're printing their cards, and it's a shame. I, I don't know. What? the solution? The, the solution is always to have the non-foil version, I guess. Right? I mean, and basically, if you're a tournament player, you're not allowed to play foils whatsoever.
0: Uh, but or yeah, or you, you got to play all foils. Apparently, it can also work. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to yeah. go. If they, they better, don't all I warp could... at the
1: same degree, do they? If you play all foils, you're probably still in trouble, no?
0: Yeah, I don't know. That's what people are saying on Twitter when this came up, that, like, oh, just play an all-foil deck, which sounds like an expensive solution, <laughs> but maybe that's, I mean, that's probably the solution Wizards wants. Like, we got them. We got them now. They have to buy all-foil decks so they can play our Cocos. Krim, uh, what did, what did you make of this whole scenario?
2: Uh, It's a little, it's extremely unfortunate. So... Yeah, those cocos are definitely going to be warped having, you know, seen a good amount of like, you know, the uh the the secret layer foiling. Mm-hmm. Uh that like they they are going to be warped. Uh and uh, I don't know. I mean, this is kind of the pickle, right? Like, yeah, are they proxies? Are these cards pretty much should they yeah. should secret layers be treated and foils in general when it comes to Magic, should they be treated as gold bordered cards not tournament legal? Because like, I, they, they definitely curl. And, you know, you can cut to them pretty easily. Uh, Like, I mean, I, I was sitting around and just like, well, can I cut to, like, you know, some of these, like, you know, secret layers or whatever. I mean, luckily, not for me because all my cards are, like, secret layers and, like, they bounce around all over the place, right? Uh, But, like, yeah, like, for right now, I think Wizards has got to really fix the foiling issue. I, it sucks to know that, you, like you had mentioned, you bought a, a Wizards licensed product. And and like like, you got DQ'd for it. Simple as that. I mean, it is a like I, Richard did mention though. Like a while back, we've always known. Don't play with foils in tournaments, uh, just because that's just always been the thing, right? Because you'll get DQ'd for that. But it sucks, especially when you yeah like it's a Watsy product like that. It wasn't like you bought an a lot like a Lorewyn shards block or whatever foil from like years ago. This came out like last
0: year, two years. So this is just a feel bad. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those cases where, like, multiple things can be true. Like, the player in question probably should have known at this level of event that yeah. you shouldn't have only your Cocos and Kayla's reconstructions and a few other cards foiled. That would, even if it was innocent, it's going to be suspicious and potentially get you a game loss, potentially get you DQ'd. It's not like an FNM or something where maybe people just don't know and just like bought the secret layer drop and threw them in the deck. So I think that's one side of it. At the same time, like it's definitely a feel bad, especially with Coco. Like it, this layer drop was only sold in foil. So it's not like you can just get a non-foil version. And who was that layer drop for? Like it's not like commander decks play Coco. If the main card in this layer drop, the most expensive card Isn't playable in tournament formats. Like, what's the point in buying that secret layer drop? So, I think it's also true that it's really a bummer to buy a somewhat expensive official product like a secret layer drop and find out that those cards just can't be played in a tournament deck. So, I guess the overall PSA is if you're playing in tournaments, you got to be really careful about this, especially today when we're getting so many secret layer drops, so many different versions of cards. You got to be careful with what you're actually putting in your deck because you might accidentally be marking cards and end up getting in trouble for end up getting a game loss for it any other any other thoughts on pioneer any of that stuff before we move on to a couple other topics
1: does this make you want to rush out and play tournament paper magic (laughs) stuff you gotta like double check your sleeves after every game, make sure they're not like marked in any way you know you gotta make sure oh they're not transparent with all the double face cards that's the whole thing right you gotta make sure none of your cards are warped (laughs) Maybe they were straight, and then you went to Florida to uh, to do a uh, PTQ or whatever, and they warped in the process. So you gotta you gotta check them like
0: every five minutes. Uh, it mean, is a that's... it is a pain to be a tournament
1: Magic player. <laughs>
0: I will say there was a little nostalgia for, for the return of paper magic. Yeah, it's not a, a real a real high EV paper magic tournament without some sort of cheating scandal on DQ. So. so it was kind of like, oh, it's like 2015 again. I remember this like from every other weekend back in the day. So uh, but yeah, it's definitely harder than playing on Arena. Speaking of DQs, um apparently a popular theme? custom card site. Was kind of DQ'd by Wizards. Richard, what's up with Card
1: Conjurer? Ooh, they got they got DQ'd out of here. Uh, <laughs> Wizards sent them a cease and desist, uh, so they were a um, like a custom Magic card generator. Uh, so you can use them to make your custom cards. You can use them to make proxies, uh, but they got cease and desist by Wizards, and they had to shut down. Uh, I think for the write-up post, it was just like some like twenty year old. <laughs> Made it uh, as a school project, slice <laughs> project or whatever, and like, you know, I don't know what the right and wrong is here. So you can send anyone to cease and desist, by the way, right? Uh, what if you want to know who's actually right? You got to battle it out in court, and who's gonna battle it out in court with Hasbro? Nobody, yeah. <laughs> right? So you basically this is a death sentence for you if you get this, uh, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the foot down on uh ambiguous cards you know when you when you see like a secret layer or you're in the custom card magic subreddit and you're like is this a real card or is this not a real card no idea anymore uh wizards doesn't like that right so they're they're taking they're going after i think this is one of the most popular ones at least people really liked it yeah uh, I, I haven't used it but people like like it's it's user interface or like how you can make cards or whatever uh, so wizards uh sent a message right like we do not want proxies and they, they sent a cease and desist to this website, and uh, I think that sends a pretty strong message to other websites that, that, makes, that make you know, custom Magic cards like that.
0: I'm so curious where the line is, because I don't think Wizards, like, they can't mind people making some goofy custom card, right? That's how, I don't see how that's problematic. So it has to be the fact that people could use it to make counterfeits, essentially. Like, is that yeah, I mean, like is why it a would goofy this card if draw? you make a collected company with custom art and then put it in your commander
1: deck? Like, you what know, like, weird, like what, are, what are you doing? Are you really just making a transformer and putting it on your shelf and never playing it? Or are you actually playing these, which substitute for real cards? Right. And, and Wizards says, you know, play test cards are okay, but you know, they don't really mean it, right? They would much rather you go buy the cards than play test.
0: Uh, whatever right so so when i was saying custom card i was thinking literally like fan-made like you have uh, different abilities. Like some of those like, on the custom card Reddit. So not like, oh, it's a collected company with different art. But like, I made my own magic set that has my own mechanics and my own things. I think that's part of what the site was used for. But then also, if you kind of dig into it, apparently it was also popular with a, uh, essentially a counterfeit subreddit. who learned how to use that site to make counterfeit cards because of the way the site was set up. They were able to use like high quality images and make just like straight up actual counterfeits with this site being part of the tool that they used Uh, do you think this is retaliation is this wizards like the magic 30 thing and the widespread acceptance of proxies do you think that plays into it at all that wizards is like wow this proxy thing is getting out out of hand like we need to do something about this now
2: i mean you know with 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 the the like the most common remark why would i buy these when i can make them at home or go somewhere else and get them for two dollars or something like that yeah, I, I could see this being like, well, clearly we've let the proxy thing go rampant, right? So now we need to start cracking down. So there is, I, I, I won't say that, you know, that won't, that's not entirely like, you know, like that that could play a part of the reason why, right? I mean, because we haven't seen them actually crack down on anything, right? For, for a while, if at all.
1: Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I think it's a convenience thing, right? Like. presumably it was very easy to make custom cards on this website and when they're so when it's so easy to make people will just make them instead of buying the official product and wizards needs to crack down on that right if you want to sit at home and photoshop together a card by yourself and you know spend like 20 hours or whatever like wizards is probably not cracking down on you uh it's, it's really hard right but it's really easy to go after um these tools that make it like super easy and they, they, they always have like some reason, right? Like you're just, you know, you're you're using our trademarks and our, or whatever without our permission. So we can, we can shut you down. So I think they are sending a message and I don't know, like it's not, it's not so unexpected, right? If, If you, if you make such a website, you should know that Wizards is probably not looking kindly on you, right? And you're on their radar and you're hoping by their goodwill, they just overlook it, or you know, they don't they don't care enough. But you know, if if this site was insanely popular, if everyone was using it, then of course it's it's probably not in Wizards' uh, best interest, right? Or they won't be happy about it. And if they have any legal avenue to pursue it, they would. So I can't blame Wizards. You know, like yes, it's kind of bad, but like, what do you want if someone just uses the site to make a custom secret layer and everyone downloads it and prints it at their local print shop? Like, is that really in wizard's best interest so i i, don't I just know. as much as
0: we hate 30th anniversary <laughs> and stuff like i don't know <laughs> i just wonder like why this site in specific because when i'm i'm more familiar with mtg Cardsmith, which is like a custom card site that's been around forever like i think i've made some meme cards on it before some like joke cards or whatever And that site's, like, still up and running, and it seems like it essentially is the same thing where you can put in your text and, like, make a card. I don't know if there's some, like, differences. Did the site that get shut down, was it too good? Did it too high quality where the cards were, like, not obviously, not real? So I don't know. Should other sites be worried? Like, should MTG Cardsmith be worried? Should should we be worried that we have that, like, print a proxy thing with no art or anything, but, like, print a playtest card? Like... Is this something that the community in general, you think, should be concerned about? Or is this something more like narrow with this specific site? I think
1: definitely. Uh, so I, I remember way back, there was, I think it was like MTG images or something. It was basically like an API that just vended out high-res images, like card mm-hmm. images, for people to use on their website. And wizards hit them with a the cease and desist. And I think the the theory is if you get high-res card images, you can just take them to the printer, right? If you notice, uh, when we get preview images, like on the official Wizards website, they're like, you know, tiny. (laughs) They're they're like stamp size, right? Because that way, if you blow it up and print it, it's going to look horrendous. And then it's very obvious it's a counterfeit. Uh, But then, like, Scryfall comes along and puts up, like, high-res scans of, like, literally every card in existence. And then Wizards, like, you know, let it slide. Right? And maybe at this point, like they're too big. Like if, if Wizards went after Skyfall, like All people, people would be so mad. would be very upset, right? <laughs> so maybe Wizards kind of like, you know, let them get too big and then now they can't do anything about it. Uh, so it could be that. It could be that, you know, maybe MDG Cardsmith is battling Wizards right now, but they're in a legal battle and it's not public. Uh, or yeah. it could be Wizards had budget to go after one site and they went after one <laughs> went site. Out. Like you don't, you don't know, right? Or it could be this was the best site. Oh, or maybe the newest site, right? So that if it went down, people wouldn't be as upset. So it sends a message without kind of awakening the entire mob. Uh, so it, it could be a multitude of reasons, but I mean, anyone who makes anything related to Wizards IP is at risk, no matter like how good you are. I think there was like some Dungeons and Dragons thing that happened. I mean, you could ask Tomer, but like there was some like beloved Dungeons and Dragons thing that you know, it was okay for a while, then suddenly it was not okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and again, like they don't have to be right. They just have to have more money than you, right? Yeah. They just need to string you along for a very long legal battle. And you may be technically right, but you may not survive the battle, it's right? So
2: Definitely not financially, you that's for sure, right? <laughs>
1: you, you never know, right? So it's, it's hard to say who's
0: right or wrong because you'll just never know the
1: answer. You'll never see the conclusion
0: of it. And I mean, Wizards probably technically could take down any site they wanted to, right? Like, that is yeah. using their IP in any way. Like, could they, uh, I mean, you probably know this better than me, Richard. If they wanted to, could they just, like, send us a cease and desist and be like, hey, you got our card images. Like, those are I mean, they definitely sending cease that. and desist, right? <laughs> now, whether
1: a judge will uphold it is the right. question. <laughs> right. Yeah. When, what, whether, you know, what falls under fair use and what falls under copyright, whatever. Like, that's what you have to battle out in court. But, like, who can battle Hasbro? You know, even with the with the drop in stock price, Hasbro still has a lot of money. <laughs> they got a lot of money. <laughs> right? So, it's kind of like Nintendo. Like, I think Nintendo is, like, very famous for just going after content creators for no reason. Like, who's going to battle Nintendo? Uh, like, you just kind of just lose. Right? So, that's that. So, yeah, if they
0: decide to do it, they can do it. It's one of those things where even if you win, you lose, basically, <laughs> because yeah. of just the expense associated with it. So, so it's just usually not worth it. But, well, I guess people are going to have to find other places to make their, their custom cards, I guess, moving forward. Krim, any, any other thoughts on any of this?
2: No, it's just, it's just sad. I, yeah. I, I, like, I like proxies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well... Uh, let's move on then and talk a little bit about jumpstart. So we're back into spoiler season sort of, I think the official start I heard was tomorrow, but we've been getting a lot of previews already. Uh, so jumpstart, if you're not familiar with it. This is not the one that comes with every set that are basically uh, theme boosters rebranded. This is like the real quote-unquote jumpstart where you get one once a year and you shuffle two packs together. Each pack has a theme. You play with those packs. So uh, let's talk about a few cards. Richard, what uh, stood out from the set that we've seen so far, spoiler-wise? Okay.
1: uh, First of all, I just want to give a general impression. Uh, This is the weeb set. I don't know why (laughs) there's like so many random anime Random arts. I don't care why like like spells like spells oh. like spell that sprite mirror image like these reprints just suddenly have anime art and we talked about Karn before uh, but no one mentioned this or branded it as such but here we are so just a heads up if you if you want some anime art of some favorite <laughs> cards uh, take a careful look at the reference because you might get one uh, but moving on to new cards We have uh, a legendary rabbit wizard, Preston the Vanisher, three and a white, two, five. Whenever another non-token creature enters a battlefield under your control, if it wasn't cast, create a token that's a copy of that creature, except it's a zero, one white illusion. One and a white sacrifice five illusions, exile, target, non-land permanent
0: oh this card is so sweet i absolutely love this card this is like blink panarmonicon it's like for your your blink commander decks uh, because of how it's worded you can't just cast your spells and trigger on tokens but if you're blinking your stuff with brago or rune or Ephemerate or yarion this is just giving you another copy of each thing and blink decks are usually built around etb value anyway so even though the token you're getting is just a zero one you're still getting its etb trigger if it's a muldrift or a siege rhino or whatever so i think this this card is super cool. Not super hyped about playing it as my commander, although I do have that mono white blink deck now. And maybe it's maybe I will run that as my commander in mono white blink, but definitely a card that I would jam into a lot of blink style Panarmonicon style commander decks in the ninety nine. Oh, it's so cool. I have a question. Yeah. Like what,
1: what plane are we on? Like what like, what's going on? Like, why is there a rabbit wizard like conjuring <laughs> stuff out of a hat? <laughs> and, Jumpstart and a girls running around. Like what what, what the heck's going
0: on? <laughs> Jumpstart usually I don't think has a very coherent theme. I think like the individual packs are themed with themselves, but I don't think the entire set has a has a theme. So who who knows? I have no idea where pressed where the rabbit wizard Preston comes from, but it is a neat design. All right. Speaking
1: of cease and desist, uh, pirated copy for <laughs> the blue. It's a shapeshifter pirate. It's a zero zero. You may have pirated copy enter the battlefield as a copy of any creature on the battlefield except it's a pirate in addition to its other types. And it has, whenever this creature or another creature with the same name deals combat damage to a player, you draw a card. So a clone. This is. I like draw like a shadow mage infiltrator clone.
2: <laughs> It's kind of cool, right? like i I like that, and I like the name mostly. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't I don't think it's like better than any of the other clones, but like it's definitely got a lot of fun attached to it.
0: I mean, it seems good for pirate decks. I think yeah. maybe this is a bit of a plant for going back to Ixalan next year, where we're probably going to get more pirate support. Like, being able to copy a good creature and turn it into a pirate actually seems pretty important for pirates, because most of their creatures are pretty bad. And I like the ability of just, like, being able to draw a card, sweeten, like, persistent petitioners, get a get them with a, the card advantage. Like, it turns into, like, a super Toski if you're playing all persistent petitioners, but I, I don't know.
1: I do know who okayed this man. Like, so the you're telling me the pirated copy is better than the original. So you're telling me? Just, <laughs> you're telling I don't me know. I should avoid tournament legal stuff and just get the pirate. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what is going on here? Did they really have to go with the Steve?
0: Yeah, they're they're trying to get you to buy 30th anniversary edition because the those boxes are better than the originals. I think that's the the message is the sending sublimin subliminally.
1: Oh. Uh, uh, but so if you a copy so aside from positioners, if you copy
0: a token, does a token mm-hmm. work? Do tokens have the same name? Uh, yeah, the a token's name is just like soldier, whatever, bird, or yeah. whatever, yeah. right? So yeah, yeah, it should work with a with a token deck as well. Okay. So then
1: yeah, you can go you can go, ham, you can build
0: your own Toski here. I mean, five-man is a lot for a clone, but if you can build your deck so you can get some card advantage out of it, I think it might be worth it.
2: But but more importantly, that mirror image anime art is dope <laughs> right 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 richard yeah 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 you know it is i,
1: mean, I don't I don't know about like random
2: the spell uh, stutter
1: the, the... sprite oh dude sign I, I'm
2: me i'm thinking up. like
1: Marvel snap here so we have the anime variants are we gonna have some like pixel variants and some Yo, baby variants like
2: i am trying to get an all pixel variant deck okay
1: so yeah Anyway, I'm curious, Seth, how do you feel about random anime art showing? Does it break
0: your immersion, like mirror image? (laughs) At at this point, no. I mean, honestly, I kind of like it. I don't really care about anime. I'm probably the one who watches the least anime out of all of us, but... I like that it's different. I think we went through that era where art started to kind of look all the same, and then we started to get like uh, the special showcase versions that were different, and now we see that filtering into sets themselves. So any art that's just not the same is is good for me. Like I I will take it, even though anime is not really my thing. So I'm fine with it.
2: I mean, why well, is it mixed? In. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I don't I don't believe that Seth. I feel like. How much you choose to ignore anime. I think you secretly watch a lot of anime. You just don't want to share with us. Wow, dude. So Seth's actually reverse psychology. He yeah. loves these anime I, artworks. He
0: wants only anime art in magic. I just, and, yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that nailed it. Exactly that. <laughs> yeah. Seth's I actually mean, got a
2: huge X-Men tattoo on his I back gotta, Yeah. I mean, <laughs> why do you a room just, room just give cool him another anime, week of yeah. snap he'll convert <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, yeah.
1: Uh, speaking of which what where's the comic book art we haven't had comic book art on magic cards
2: yeah Ooh, that's yeah. kind of sad but i'll take more anime art in place of it for sure <laughs> 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 all right uh next card ash coat of
1: the shadows form three in a black three four legendary creature rat warlock uh, when it attacks your block, other rats you control get plus X plus X, where X is the number of rats you control. At the beginning of your end step, you may mill four cards. If you do, you return up to two rat creature
0: cards from the graveyard to your hand. This card is really good, but it supports yeah. a, a pretty underpowered tribe, but like. It's everything that you would want. Like, it's card advantage, another commander that generates card advantage. It pumps your team. Like, rats are pretty good at going wide. You're going to be able to make a huge board if this gets in one attack, stick a Greaves on it or a Boots on it, and just, like, smash people to death. So I feel like this is far and away the best rat commander. But if you're playing rat commander, you still got to fill your deck with rats. And most what? of them it's are like just the, not. The, the, the I, I don't know. This... The, the persistent
1: partitioner rat
0: yeah oh yeah yeah right kind of like yeah it. i you mean good it. it would be good for that or what was the original one from like original mirrored in relentless rats is also a rats. formatting yeah
1: you can go pack rat
0: yo
2: this <laughs> is this actually might kind of just be cracked actually hold on for
1: rats <laughs> it, it, dude I, I think it's so good that it's bad in the sense that like Here's an onboard coat of arms sitting in my command zone, right? Like, no one is going to let you amass, like, anything because they know, like, this thing comes in, like, everyone's dead. So it's just, it's uh, it's like an overrun sitting in your command zone. I don't know that you want that as your commander. It has to be farther than 99, I think, and you, like, sneak it in.
2: I, I feel like hmm. it's it's going to feel bad when you play this as your commander because, yeah, like people I think they they might have to kill you because it's like, you, like if you
1: have like five rat like five one one rats, you're like, well, wow, lethal's on board. Yeah, you're, you're gonna you're deal dead. with this yeah. player, right? Like you you, you you like you hey I don't hmm. know.
2: You you That's, kinda have to kill this ash player, right? And like even if they're like, Yeah, I'm just an all-rat deck and I'm playing a bunch of like bad rats, it doesn't matter. I think you might have to die.
0: Really though, like, ugh. Oh. I mean, maybe it is too good for its own own good, really, because rats are not very powerful. Like, I don't think you can play rats and, like, support being arch enemy. The rats are just so they're so bad. Like outside of pack rat, you're really like the next best rat or whatever. If you look on EDH rec, you're getting down to like bugler rats and and cards like that. They are just ravenous rats. Like you're filling your deck with like two mana one ones. But that's so, like, exactly yeah. what you want to do, right? Like if you yeah. literally curve out,
1: someone is dead, I think. If you like yeah. one man, a yeah. two-man, yeah. three-man, a rat, and then you have like a boots <laughs> or something. Like I think get them. Someone's just eating it, right? <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. Someone,
0: someone will definitely die, right? Like, holy cow! Like, this is kind of uh, cracked. <laughs> but how do you hold up to? How do you hold up to the heat though? If people realize it's broken, you don't. That's why this makes it, it bad, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, <it's> bad. <laughs> <laughs> your whole thing is a surprise
1: factor of getting everyone with these like one-one rats, <laughs> but then like your your trap card is in the command zone. And everyone sees yeah. it. <laughs> so so
2: it's, if you, uh... if Aetherize and
0: settle the wreckage, you're obviously just there, right? It's like oh. <laughs> So maybe you got to stick with like Maronar or something as your commander and then just throw this in the 99. Maybe that's the, I, I the best bet and actually it be would be a, a surprise
1: if you did that. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll or just hope I'll, no one plays interaction,
0: right? They see the rat yeah. coming and they're like, oh, just, that's, that's it. <laughs> <Right? Like laughs> you got just, me. Just get them. <laughs> oh, it does kind of make me want to build rats. I hope they add them to Magic Online. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, uh, yeah, if they I, do, I would, I would totally build that. a deck around this because it does sound fun. I thought
1: the rats are actually kind of expensive, the,
0: the Some relentless of are, rats yeah. and the,
1: the colony rats or whatever. Oh,
0: they're... all those cards are like 2 or $3 a piece, and if you need like forty yeah, yeah. of them, like it really adds up, and you're buying such bad cards that you can only use in one deck. <laughs> okay, Rich. wait, how would you feel,
1: how would you feel if you made 40 proxies <laughs> of the rat and you had one real rat, you're like, don't worry, guys, I own one real rat,
0: Here's 40 <laughs> proxies. <laughs>
2: Uh, make it, make the table that, figure out which one's the real one, you know.
0: That that was what I was doing on card conjurer, but then the site suddenly went down <laughs> mid mid ratting, <laughs> so now I got to change my plans. <laughs> I was trying to
2: proxy a pirated copy. <laughs> I, 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 I will <laughs> say though, I don't jumping all over
1: the place, but remember when people used to make like. Uh, adjacent IP sets like they're like oh here's the Harry Potter magic set I made or here's the the Star Wars mm-hmm. magic yeah,
2: set yeah 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 maybe that's
1: no good anymore because you're like universes beyond <laughs> people might confuse them for real products or you know like people are you know it's I think that's a problem with universes beyond now right that it's no longer cool fun fan things that it might people might confuse them for real products or they might you know interfere with the real products so universes <laughs> beyond might have something to do with this more than magic 30th anniversary
0: Uh, That's actually, that's a good point. I hadn't really thought that through, but that is, that is true that there's official versions of a lot of that stuff now where there will be in the future if there isn't already.
2: Yeah, like every, everything that I would ask to get altered might be a real thing now on a magic card, right? Like, (laughs) I'm like, hey, you know, we're never getting a Star Wars thing or, or the, I would, I would never imagine Star Wars or, or Transformers or anything like that, right? So now, flash forward like you know fast forward to where we are now, and like there is- there are transformers that's dope or oh, and also not, uh, not unfortunate for some of the, my alters, however, Richard, have you seen the spectral sailor from the jumpstart yes. so
1: i will give you a rundown of all the wee bar. I don't know if I like this actually, I think this is too much, actually Just, I love. It's like, we're, we're like one step away from like questionable, like playmat art that people are like, whoa, is this appropriate for my local <laughs> game <laughs> store? But uh, we got Bale and Wandering Knight as a fox girl, uh, Cold yeah. Steelheart, Spectral Sailor uh, as, a, uh, <laughs> as a girl in a sailor uniform. Uh, did you see Magnifying Glass, Krim? It just came up right now.
2: No, uh, I did magnifying not. Magnifying Glass. <laughs> I, did. I need uh, to see this. Mirror Image,
1: yes. Flicker of Fate uh spell sprite
2: yo these are these are
1: like there's so many that i think half the set is
2: going to be anime art and then karn of course dude Uh, this this set's gonna slap like oh my god there's a karn liberated anime but the spectral sailor is so funny to me because she's like It's like every isekai anime, and it's just like, yo, that one time I was reincarnated as a pirate girl or something like that. She's got the leggings and everything, and I'm just like, yo, this is hilarious. I am loving this artwork. (laughs) And the, the magnifying glass looks hilarious as well. I'm just the problem is like, these are specific cards. Like,
1: we're going to play magnifying glass. They have to put a, like, soul ring or something so you can actually, like, play these
0: cards. Yes, like, well, is...
2: spell stutter Sprite's dope. I played, I, you know what, I still force that card in modern. So, uh, <laughs> you know what? Of course do, Cram. Of course uh, Like do. Like, yeah, 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 you know, oh, my God, dude. Okay, Spectral Sailor, all of a sudden I found a reason to play Mono Blue Spirits in <laughs> Pioneer. So I cannot wait for this artwork. I do hope we get like more popular cards as anime art because these artworks are—they're not like any specific anime. It's like you know those like generic anime playmats you buy, yeah. And they just—they're just an anime girl, and and it feels like that. And I kind of love this so far because it's just like I. Am I playing White Schwartz? Or am I playing like Yu Gi Oh? I don't know, but I love it. So here I am. The question is where are
1: the anime guys?
0: Yeah. This is very unwatzy, like because we don't have
1: yeah. any. I mean, a card is not gendered. Uh, and then we have just only anime girls. And then the, the thing that really gets me <laughs> is you have like all these menacing rats. To support yeah. the rat commander, like typhoid rats, burglar rats. You know, there's got to be rats. one rat anime girl.
2: There, and, and look, cat dope. girls, rat girls. Like they, they, they. I better be getting those. Okay, whatever. Yo, Watsy, I'm just saying right now. Give me the cat girl. Give me the the demon. Give me the demon boy. Oh, be obviously, a, be male count, male counterparts with it, of course, because a little fun for everyone, obviously.
1: but I'm actually super invested in the reprints this time knowing like we're gonna get like weird anime art so I gotta know
0: like what's Available. I don't know if yeah. I can
1: play these though.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yo, rich, you might get in trouble at your at your LGS. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, anime, the cards art. are unplayable. I'm like,
1: I'm gonna play ba- oh, uh, I Are see. you gonna like take a worn power stone and put it like magnifying glass <laughs> just so you can have some anime art? I know, yeah. cool, yeah. but <laughs> I'm yeah, trim definitely. <laughs> but you know, what if we wanted to actually try to win some games of Magic?
0: <laughs> I mean, I I will say. I think the reprints have been impressive so far. Not art wise. The, the art you guys can debate that, but walking ballista, that's like twenty dollars. Karn, that's like twenty dollars. Mendelian clicks, still like 10, 15 bucks, Kiki Jiki. So it feels like Wizards is also adding value to the set which is nice although jumpstart is weird where some themes are rarer than others so it might be that like the pack that has karn in it is a really rare theme and you're much less likely to get it so we'll have to see how the actual rarity breaks down but just value wise i was kind of surprised at how good a lot of the reprints were too but anyway is it a
1: normal price booster box I mean, what what is what typically
0: is the, so the first one was really weird because it like had supply issues, and prices spiked ridiculously, but it's supposed to be a normally-priced booster box.
2: Richard, I am so upset that this Walking Ballista got reprinted, and it's, it's not, not like art. a boat girl.
0: <laughs> I, I, <laughs> thought like, like a I thought
1: it would like Because Karn is here, I thought they, would, they yeah. would do it. I
2: thought we would have gotten an anime Walking Ballista. Oh. <laughs> it's just like a <laughs> robot girl.
1: That's with the secret layer cream. You got to wait. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, so I'm actually reading about Jumpstart 2022 and apparently <laughs> anime is like a theme of the set. So if you buy a box, you get 24 packs, 20 cards in each pack, and you're guaranteed at least one anime-inspired card in every pack. So this is like the the special slot of this is you get an anime card every pack.
2: Wait, (laughs) dude, hold on. Is this potentially foreshadowing that they've been listening to my desperate cry that we're going to get a Magic the Gathering anime? I mean- we Maybe already that's the had Netflix it. Netflix
0: show. Mm-hmm. I'm Maybe hoping it's so an anime, yeah.
2: Because they already had the Kamigawa one animated by a legit anime studio in Wit Studio. Yeah. So, yo, Magic, you're you're slowly diversify you're getting into that market. Hey, hey, the, I'm just saying, if if you weren't thinking about it, think about it now. Maybe make that anime happen.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. Any other any other thoughts on Jumpstart stuff before we do a little fish mailing before we wrap up today. Do you think we get
2: any, I, I just got to know, do we have any more reprints that are major and will it be anime art?
0: <laughs> I mean, we're only on like day zero of spoiler season. So we should have a lot of cards to go. And with the an anime card in each pack, there's probably a decent chance that we get anime Jace or something ridiculous. Who, who knows? Oh God, who knows? I, I hope so. I
2: hope so. <laughs>
1: God, was... Anime Nissa, V T.
2: No, dude. No.
1: Anime Carnage Tyrant. Male of the summer.
0: Yeah. Dino, Dino girl. girl. Let's go. Dino. <laughs> there, if,
1: there, if there are no guys in this set at a, a highly proportionate number, then uh, this is going to be very awkward. So hopefully, because we've hopefully only they seen anime girls. It out a little bit.
0: It's yeah. it's super early. It's super early, so give it some time. But hopefully they re- I mean, there's guys in animes too, right? I, I don't watch enough animes to know, but there's gotta be at least some guys in animes. I don't know, oh, you'll there, just has, have to watch there, it. There exists stuff. there <laughs> <laughs> there exist non females. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> in The world of anime, yes. Okay. Just, just, uh, just some in. of this
1: feels so forced. Like why is magnifying glass and why is cold steel heart anime girl? Because you gotta get I one don't... in every pack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with
2: this. I'm okay. I'm, oh my God. I want so many of my cards just to be anime art. <laughs> uh,
1: all right. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for pixel variants. Give me, remember the pixel <laughs> secret layers? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give, yeah, give, give me pixel card. Give me 8 bit mm. card. I would, that would be so epic. Um, but we got to get the anime girls out first. So we'll, we'll do that.
2: Yes, we do. Come on. Let's go.
1: All right. All right. Uh, let's move on to fish mail. Uh, so if you have questions, send them to at MTG Goldfish with the hashtag #mtgfishmail, and we'll get to your questions on air. Uh, Barry Wright. Why is the magic community so toxic? You have one disagreement and you're labeled as X. Other communities are not like this. Is Wizards really killing magic or are we?
0: Is, is this the true? magic community actually more I toxic? I feel this is
2: like, I mean, like everyone of- online. <laughs> Is this any more toxic than any other fandom, right? It may, it may feel like it it could be because maybe like, you know, you're not like in other fandoms, right? Like, but like across every fandom, I feel like there's just a baseline toxicity, right? Like whether it's Star Wars, Marvel, League of Legends, Magic, Pokemon, you know, you get all of those, right? Everything there, there, there's always a very, 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 it may seem very toxic because you're close to those circles.
0: In some ways, I think uh, magic might be better than some fandoms. I always thought, as far as like gaming fandoms go, some of the stuff just like if you ever watch the like worst Twitch clips of some stream like streamers in other games when they like go off and just say horrible things on their stream, like if someone in Magic did that, they would um, like that would be a big deal and there would be huge like negative repercussions. So I don't know. I don't. I've never thought that Magic was more toxic than other similar fandoms, but is it, Richard? So not to excuse magic, but I, I think a lot of online communities are like this. But I do
1: think one aspect that makes magic worse is like everyone thinks they're smarter than <laughs> everyone else. Like that—that—that's that, yeah. kind of the crowd that uh, magic attracts. Like you think you're like the smartest person in the room, right? Like oh, you out, I I I saw the line, I outplayed them, right? At least back in the day, because everyone was a spike, right? So I, I do get that sense. <laughs> like you, you will oh, talk yeah. to people and like, you know, they, they feel the better than you. And then, you know, they, they always, you know, go down that path. So maybe that's where part of this is coming from. But I think the the aspect where everything is black and white, like if you don't agree with one thing, you must be the other thing. And it's like yeah. super exaggerated. I think that's just like an online uh, an online thing Like you see it in all communities. Like if you don't agree with this, you automatically must be on this other camp and there's only two camps in the world. Right. So I, <laughs> I feel that that's kind of modern day social media, but, mm-hmm. uh, I, I do think was, uh, magic attracts like the, the, the know it all or like the, I'm, I'm smarter than you kind of crowd, but maybe, maybe not so much now with going more casual and commander, but like if you, if you sit at a grand prix, uh i i so talk about sweaty days i i remember playing people who think they're better than you and they may or may not be better than you who knows right but they think they're better than you and you you are winning and you are beating them they get so salty like they are beyond they're like oh nice top deck bro like they are yeah, so oh, salty they, the they, they they're better you're like dude i don't know man just play the hand play the hand yeah. you got right? i don't know if i'm better than you or not right but you're clearly losing this game right? <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but they're like so yep. salty, and I'm like that. That I don't see in other games as much. Um, that is, usually, that in other is... games the better person wins, right? <laughs> so it's it's kind of clear who, who's better. But uh, yeah, that
2: that is one thing I hope with the return of paper magic. I might even play. Is like you know at a GP, I like. Will I get DQ'd if I floss after I win? <laughs> I'm just gonna try it out. I wanna I wanna try it out. I'm gonna go to the GP. And I'm gonna I'm gonna see what happens. And I'm gonna just do a little dance and I might spike my deck or something and, and do it like a celebration and we'll we'll see what happens.
1: It's, it's like it's like football creep. Are you doing it in the face of the opponent or are you going to the side? Yeah. Oh wait, the direction that I floss in? Or, are you or, flossing or, over the table? Like over Oh the no, no, I'll yeah. floss get up on my the table seat yeah. and I'll floss
2: like in a little bit and I'll spike my deck in a safe direction. You know what I mean? But I'm definitely gonna try to celebration dance on some W's and paper magic, that's for sure. And then... (laughs) And like, this will be this will let people know that I have played too much online magic. But you, you only speak in emotes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I'm gonna just and I'm gonna have like your vocabulary is five G-G, words.
0: CG, good game. I'm gonna good have game. those laminated oops. and I'm just good gonna game. I'm gonna
2: just drop them on the table. Everything. Yeah. I'm gonna tap at it. Just hold time. them up.
0: Oops, oops. Good game. Oops. <laughs>
2: over, over or under? Like two times, I get punched.
0: <laughs> oh, definitely over. Definitely over. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: hope so. Over in the first round, so.
0: probably. Yeah.
2: Please let it happen. <laughs> oh God. I, but I. I I am going to do it. I, I like I it's gonna happen. You heard it here first. You <laughs> see me at a paper event, there's a chance.
1: Krim <laughs> is expecting to win. I expect all yeah. three drop. There'll be no yeah. flossy It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like I so guess, I so guess so true. like hyped about his dance and he's not
0: concentrating loss. on the game. Yeah. He just goes oh three 3 He loses because of, yeah. <laughs>
1: it's because he's playing Spectral Sailor It is like like Azorius yeah. Control Deck it's, because it's anime, the anime art. Yeah. And, like, and Magna Magnifying glass? glass, yeah.
0: <laughs> and Ramsey into a fairy eternal, he He's busted, yeah. <laughs> so if you <laughs> want to this... see Crim Floss, you
1: better hope Wizards reprints anime to fairy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Three theory as anime art. Otherwise, we're not going to see Krumlin <laughs> again. Um, uh, Eleven Vicious. With Magic 30th anniversary launching Friday, and Blake stating that Watsy has no intention on slowing down, do you think the average Magic player will eventually get priced out of the game? Is Magic only for whales now? So, from the stream, that that, that was a question I was brought up, uh, and then Wizard said, "Nah, we're not slowing down." <laughs> Yeah. What do you guys think of that? <laughs> that like very direct response, and like what that actually means for us.
0: Uh, I'm hoping they still change their mind eventually and find more of a more of a happy medium that that works for everyone. Uh, it you gotta remember, you gotta remember that. This stuff is planned so far ahead, a couple of years in ahead. that even if Wizards was like, oh, my God, we need to like we need to change course. We need to print less things. It's going to take a while, I think, for that to filter through unless they're going to waste work that they've already done and scrap sets that they've already designed, which just I can't imagine them doing that. So I'm still hopeful that things will maybe turn in a, a slightly less product heavy way in the future. Um, But, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. Isn't isn't it
2: like I mean maybe I'm out of pocket for this one, but like I've just stopped caring, right? Like if if I if there's like you know what I mean because like the thing here is I'm gonna get it whenever I get to it. Pokemon releases tough stuff all the time. Same with Yu Gi Oh. I have no idea when these products are coming out. What's coming out whenever? I'm just like, oh, there's a new set. Cool. That's it. I just pick it up whenever I see it. So after so- at some point, I think what's gonna happen is. They aren't gonna slow down, which is fine because I think they're trying to keep up with these other card games. What'll happen is just the the player base will just eventually kind of be like me, right? Where it's like, oh, I have no idea what's coming. I don't even know where we are in the release schedule. I'm just gonna buy whatever comes out now or like whatever's in front of me if it looks cool. And eventually, what that what that means is every release will be less significant. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I think I think that's what what's gonna happen. It's just like a lot of the sets will be will. It won't be like how we used to be, where it's like, oh my God, Avison restored, you know, everybody is going to join together for this because we're all on the same page. I see it more of just like, oh, this new set's coming out. Uh, I don't know. Sure, whatever. Maybe that- some people will be hyped.
0: Is that good, though? I mean, I also, earlier this like uh, earlier this week, I kind of tweeted about that, how I feel like a lot of the issues right now are Wizards wanting people to have that attitude that you were talking about, where, like, a lot of products come out and you care about the ones you care about and don't care about some. But I think, like, players are used to caring about all the products, because it used to be, like, four standard sets a year and one round of Commander decks. So we're magic in this weird place players. where Wizards is, yes. like, trying to teach Magic players not to care about everything because there's too much that any person could possibly care about everything. And it's a, it's a big adjustment. It's a hard adjustment. I think when you're used to like, Oh, there's a handful of sets each year and everyone cares about all of them to there's a handful of sets each month and you got to pick and choose which ones are going to get your attention and your money.
2: I mean, yeah, like, it, like it is different as the magic community, right? Cause I mean, we've always had exactly like you had mentioned, right? The four standard sets a year, and maybe some supplemental stuff, but as we're learning very quickly and as i've now started to like lose track of where we are in the set releases uh i i'm starting to understand the what what mindset magic kind of wants for us and whether that's good or bad i mean it's cool it's got its ups and downs right i mean we get more cool stuff like uh, things that appeal to us like example you probably like some people just do not care at all about the transformer stuff, I think the transformer stuff is exciting as hell. Like I am in love with it. So you know, like I, I don't know we, because of the constant product coming out. I don't like it, you. It, if this was something that happened years ago, the transformer set would be one of four standard trans like like standard sets. Everyone would have to be enjoy like take part in this transformer set. But because of the schedule we're on now, there's little niche like niche like 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 things being released each time like these anime arts and whatnot like that I can enjoy right and and maybe you don't care at all which is great which is where the next set comes in maybe there's stuff there that I don't care about like maybe the, the Ixalan set they do nothing but you know Pirates of the Caribbean alternate arts and, and somebody's really excited for that but I'm like I could not care less right so I don't know I think this is kind of good in that there's just a lot for uh, for everybody and uh, like magic and like magic can be more than just uh, the like, it's a it, it. feels like magic is becoming a bigger game when it comes to the universes, right? And it's almost like a universes beyond <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, but legitimately, though, it it does feel like the world of magic has gotten bigger, and I kind of like it. There's just a, a small part, like part of it for me, and maybe there's something else for somebody else out there. So I think this is a good thing.
0: What do you
1: think? We're, we're in here? a transition period where we're going from like. A handful of sets to like too many sets to um to keep track of and there's always you know an uproar during this time as people are used to a certain thing like maybe buying every product that came out and now they cannot do it anymore uh but you know we, we had this transition going from magic online to magic arena we had this transition uh you know with modern becoming a s the thing or you know with direct to modern printing or with more commanders you know even commander products being printed into standard uh, so people always are upset at first uh, and maybe they are right or maybe they are not like we don't know until afterwards when we're into the new world but during the transition like everyone always complains uh, it's so always but it's clear up. that wizards wants to just make an abundance of products and then you choose which ones uh, to buy uh, but the, the flip side is maybe there's so much stuff that you can't keep up and then you switch games
0: yeah right? that's like, the, you, know, you don't want to be.
1: You don't want to be no. blindsided at your FNM no, by, like, cards you just do not know existed or, you know, it's time to catch up. Read up on spoilers for, like, 1,500 cards. Like, maybe <laughs> you don't want to do that, right? So it, 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 we'll see how it ends up, right? But like, I, I think I, I'm yeah. at the point where I don't know, like, if new cards are being printed this clip, uh, it's it's pretty difficult. Secret layers are okay because they're just reprints, so you know what all the cards are. But the, the new cards, I think, is a problem. If I sit down at Commander... And then, like, 90% of the cards are new to me. I may not be happy with that. Uh, so, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what the players prefer uh, when we're, like, you know, a year into this new schedule.
2: If not, there's always Lorcana, the Disney card game.
1: <laughs> there's always Snap, Krim. Yeah,
0: yeah, there's,
2: always be there's Marvel Snap. There's always Snap. You, you have we, time we for every podcast. hobby plus Snap. Can we be sponsored <laughs> yo, by Marvel yeah, Snap? Yo, <laughs> ben, ben Brode, if you somehow listen to this or find this, we would love to talk Marvel Snap. <laughs> give me a reason just give me a reason <laughs> all right uh so ending on marble
1: snap <laughs> that's all our fish mail thank you to everyone who sent them in. <laughs> you send them to hashtag energy fish mail, and we'll get to your questions on air
0: and I believe that brings us to the end of episode 408 of the MDG Goldfish podcast. So, Richard Krim, thanks for hanging out. Thanks, to everyone, for listening. Thanks to Card Conduit for supporting the show. And we'll be back next week to talk about whatever goes on in the world of magic. So, until then, have a lovely week, everyone. And this is the Crew signing out.